Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, DB peeps. Welcome to today's episode where we're going to be talking CBD. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> That's exactly how I read it, too. <laughs> Can cannabidiol? Yes. Cannabidiol. So it's basically cannabis oil. Okay. What we're talking about today. All right. Yep. Everyone, I'm sure, is familiar with CBD these days. It is everywhere. It is in your local grocery store. It is at Bed Bath and Beyond. It is. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I need to get out mall kiosks. Yeah, I have seen that there. Mm -hmm. It's pretty like I It seems like it's on every single corner and every shop or coffee shop sells it. I know. I was actually at the store and I thought I was going to like buy some like, you know, some like fizzy water. Yeah. And I picked up a can and then I realized it was CBD and I was like, oh, I'm not looking for that. No, thank you. So Pass. yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere, guys. So I'm sure you know what it is or at least have We're gonna seen talk it. About it. We're going to talk, gonna talk about, about it. it. So today with this wine or with this topic, we are going to be drinking the Dr. L. Lucen yeah. <laughs> Riesling. Because hopefully CBD... I think one of the goals for people who take CBD is to loosen up a little bit. Relax. Some, sometimes. Sometimes. But, you know... There are other reasons people it's, take it's, it. It's sometimes for medical uses. So, you know, the doctor part of this is where we're kind of getting all... We're getting we're getting all over. Ooh, that's tight. Oh, my God. Ow. That right? one took me a minute, guys. Did you Did you slice your finger? I did not. Okay, good. Thank God for that. All right, so so this is... Okay, I have to admit, this is a Riesling, and I thought that we were buying a dry Riesling. Yeah, I know. I'm saddened to say that it's an 8.5%, which means it is not dry. (laughs) It's going to be sweet. Well, maybe it won't be as sweet as we think, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, but let's cheers. Mm To sweet Rieslings and sweet dreams. There, there we go. It's a good twist. It smells really nice. From it my smells opinion. like citrusy. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Like white grapefruit. I thought you were gonna say like white grapes. I was like, really? <laughs> I mean, Welch's grapefruit. Juice? I was like, or okay, Welch's creamy. Have we run out of descriptors? That- it wouldn't be totally off. And I have certainly described another wine as Welch's grape juice. I okay. know for a fact in the past I have. Okay. So give me your verdict. It's not totally sweet, but it's it's kind of sweet. That, I mean, it would make yeah. sense. It's not, It's uh, it says here on the back that it is, well, it's good to accompany those mildly spicy dishes. But it's also a crisp, fruity, and refreshing Riesling from the mineral-rich slate soil of the Mosul Valley. So it is It is refreshing. It is fruity. Um, I think that if it was a little bit more dry, it would actually be a really good Riesling. We like our dry Rieslings. <laughs> oops. So oops. This isn't... It, oops. Okay. And this is why you really should read the labels. And why I was the idiot when we came back with this... I was like, oh yeah, this is a dry Riesling because I swear I picked it up from a dry Riesling I spot. swear you had it too. And I turned it in my hand when I pulled it out of the bag as we got to Sarah's and I was like, shit, it's eight and a half percent. I was like, it's not going to be a fucking dry Riesling. I'm pretty sure there was one though that said dry on there. Oh, 
I don't know. Or maybe we saw doctor and we got confused. It's true. There are like so many Dr. Lucens. So good transition to Dr. L. Mm-hmm. The Dr. L label mm-hmm. is actually, it's Lucent Brothers is like the wine, I guess, the big guys. Okay. Um, it's Thomas and Ernst. Now, Ernst is the one who owns the Dr. Lucent estate for which this is named. But Dr. L is sort of this wine for everyday drinking and like good value for the quality that mm-hmm. it is. Um, and so it's managed by his younger brother, Thomas. Okay. So the grapes that are used to make the Dr. L wines actually come from a variety of growers in the Mosul Valley. They do come from those traditional vineyards who that have steep slopes, mm-hmm. which actually helps the water drain. I know that we've talked in the past about Riesling kind of growing better when it has to work for it, and those roots have to grow really uh, deep down into the soil. Yeah. So um, the slate soil is like the signature flavor. There's a minerality that is associated with Rieslings from this area, and I think that what they're trying to say is you're going to get a classic Mosul Riesling from the Dr. L wines. It's not the estate wines, because those are called Dr. Lucin, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. So there is a, a little bit of a difference. I assume that those come from the higher quality vineyards, but we are not drinking one of those. We are drinking the, the everyday wine. And one thing that I loved, they actually wrote about this on their website. It says, the Dr. L is perfect for wine lovers new to Riesling, for everyday enjoyment, and for occasions when you're serving wine to a large number of guests. So it's basically saying... We want you to have a really good product, but we're not going to charge a shit ton for it. So do you remember how much it was? I don't, but I think it was... I want to say it was like 13 or 14. Yeah, I want to say it was like $13. It was cheap. Yeah, that's pretty cheap. And Dr. L. Riesling, this particular, the everyday label, is the number one German wine in the super premium price category. Wow. All right. Kudos to the Lucen Brothers. Kudos. I I don't hate this. No, 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 no. It's I good. think if we had this with, with food, I actually do think. This is like the that one wine that we had from the Riesling tasting. It yeah. was the sweeter wine that the girl, the no. woman who did it, like basically twisted my arm to buy. <laughs> I've had sweeter Riesling, for sure. So I don't think it's super sweet. I think that it... It's like lemon pith on Yeah, the nose it like too. lends itself to some fruitiness and a refresh, refreshing nature of it. Um, I would prefer it if it was a little bit drier, but I, the sweetness does not overpower the flavors. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. We're going to set this aside for a minute. Okay. And we're going to give a disclaimer to our listeners. Yep. All right. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. We do not work for any company or get kickbacks from any company who makes CBD products. Nope. Nuh-uh. We are not medical doctors with expertise in this area. And what we are doing today on this podcast is sharing information that we found ourselves that we think might be helpful for the community of DB Peeps to understand a little bit more about what the hell is happening with CBD and why is it everywhere and why should I care? Yes. So or why this, might I none care? None of this is medical advice, guys. No. Nope. Definitely talk to your actual doctor. Yes, if you want to use CBD. We're just drunk bitches that, you know, just want to talk about shit. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. All right. All right, so cannabidiol, cannabidiol, a good day. I don't know. I CBD. What the f- like? What? It, what exactly is it? I just don't. I don't. I don't really understand where it comes from. Oh, so can okay. you help sure. me understand where does this 
stuff come from? So just like the name sounds, it comes from the cannabis plant. Okay. Okay. Um, I've heard of that. The hemp plant, right? <laughs> so the two primary cannabinoids that occur naturally in the cannabis plant yeah. are THC oh, okay. and CBD. Okay. THC is like the serious shit. That's T- like pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so THC... <laughs> I sound like a kindergartner. Oh right my god, now. that was awesome. Um, THC is what has psychoactive properties and gets people high. Okay. Okay. CBD is non-psychoactive, does not get the people high. Okay. It's because they interact differently on the cannabinoid receptors found in your brain. Oh, that sounds really technical and scientific, but I think that's helpful for me to process and understand. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Because one of my questions, and I think one of the main questions is, can you get high from CBD? No, but one of the other things about CBD is it's it's in agricultural hemp as well as medical cannabis. Okay. So like while cannabinoids are present in several plants in nature, mm-hmm. cannabis is the only plant that's known to contain CBD. And gotcha. it has the CBD has the same chemical formula as THC. They're just in a different order. Okay. Does this smell like hay to you now? Hay? Hay is for horses. I mean, I said cannabidiol. Um, no? Is that just me? (laughs) Okay, maybe a little bit sweet hay? Sweet hay? What? what? Sweet hay. Sweet hay. Yeah. I see. I thought you were calling me sweetie, but also with an Mm -hmm. accent. (laughs) I was like, oh, hey, sweetie. Hey. Hey. Hey, girl, hey. Okay. Uh, so what was your question? Can people get high off CBD? Yes. And we said no. No, because it does not have the psychoactive components. Cool. It does have though, and this is where I think that there's some confusion. Okay. Tell me. Okay. So CBD is not psychoactive. You cannot get high from it. It does not contain high enough amounts of THC. However, because it's not regulated... You just there, said it doesn't contain high enough amounts of THC. Yeah, there is still some THC in it. So <gasps> technically, it's only what? supposed to be 0.3% or less. Point So 0.3% or less. Okay. We're going to hang on to that tidbit. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to come back to that amount. Go. Because yeah. now I have more burning questions. Okay. Yes. That I'm not sure that you can answer. Okay. okay. I don't know. I'm going to try Okay, so another serious question about why the heck is CBD literally everywhere? Yeah. It seems like every place you turn, it's there. Mm-hmm. Why do people use it? So I know a lot of people use it or claim that they use it because it reduces pain from arthritis or just chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Some people think that it, it improves their appetite. Yeah. I know that I saw something on there online where they claimed that it improved appetite in cancer patients, which is an issue because it's often suppressed by chemotherapy and things okay. like that. This is true. Anxiety. But. Oh. You want to go back to cancer? Okay. Can we go back to cancer? Yeah, for let's just go a back minute. to cancer for okay. a sec. That is true. I mean, people use medical marijuana for that purpose. Yep. Okay. There is an oral drug, a prescription drug called Marinol that's been out forever. It contains some of those components does not get people high it's kind of like oral cbd or oral 
You know, really? Yeah, and it's been around forever, and it, it is used for appetite stimulation, especially in cancer patients. Interessante. You said it has some of the same properties, but it's not CBD. Uh, no, it's not CBD. It, it's So it's used for people who have, like, anorexia due to AIDS. It's used for nausea and vomiting for anti-cancer. Okay. Um, but it is not CBD. It's, a, it's the, the chemical name of it is called dronabinol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting in the weeds. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting, getting a little. We're getting but, a little bit in the weeds. Okay, it is a it is a cannabinoid. Okay, so just like we said, there's all these different oh. cannabinoids. It is a cannabinoid. It's not CBD. I see what you're saying. It's it's like a cousin. I see. Right? Yep. So just like just like cannabinoid is a cousin of THC, dronabin or dronabinol is a cousin of THC. And okay. CBD. So. It's you hard, said that I make them. I just wanted to clarify that there is some fake prescription out there. Well, and that's helpful because there is technically an FDA approved treatment for epilepsy that contains CBD, right? Yes, there is. Which is pretty recent. Mm-hmm. It just came out in 2018. Epidiolex. Mm-hmm. So one of the medical uses that they think that CBD is good for is epilepsy. Um, so basically it's a specific, but this is only approved for specific type of seizures. Oh, yeah. and there are many. Yes, types. there's many. Yeah. This is only a specific type. So there's been a lot of research looking at, not a lot, but I think more so than... I'm sure there's going to be much more coming Any of out. the other research for CBD yeah. is that in epilepsy. And the one that it is approved for is a pretty rare form of epilepsy. It's really rare. Okay. So, and it's it's like for children. It's like kids, like between three and five, they usually get it. Oh, so, shoot. So in addition to the epilepsy, people also claim that it helps with anxiety and sleeping. It's a different sleep aid as opposed to, say, melatonin, which I feel like people hear about, or z which is my personal favorite. <laughs> well, it naturally causes somnolence. That's like a side effect. So, mm-hmm. like, if it's causing somnolence, then it's going to probably put you to sleep. Yeah. So then there's this whole question about dosing. Now, I yeah. do have to admit, so I was just on vacation visiting a friend. Okay. And uh, she had another friend who joined us one evening. Okay. And we started chatting because I said, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to be talking about CBD in our podcast that we're recording. And she said, oh, my God. Well, let me tell you. And she said that you need to be sure. Now, I had been drinking when okay. I was talking okay. to her. So my recollection is probably not like super great right I should have taken actual notes yeah but I probably would have looked really weird having my phone out and just like typing in it yeah I'm super rude but anyway she had said she's like well you kind of want to be sure that when you check stuff like CBD oil that you're going to take orally that it has enough otherwise it's going to do absolutely nothing it will have no effect on you but uh-huh. then I swear what she told me is that there's like stuff that you can easily buy over the counter like just in your generic wherever, basically mm-hmm. anywhere, just take a step in one direction and you'll find it. And it has like three milligrams or five milligrams. But she said something about having like, I don't know, a hundred milligrams or something more in a dosage. And I was like, what the fuck? That sounds like a lot to me. And especially in some of the things that I found talking about dosage and things like that, A, there is not a recommended universal dosage because there are so many factors that weigh into a sort of how much you should take depending on are you a male, are you female, 
Are you overweight? Are you underweight? Um, where do you live? What is your ethnicity? I'm sure there's tons of things that go into deciding what you may want to consider. And there is this CBD oil review or core that has some recommendations. But based on what I found there, I was like, girl, five milligrams seems appropriate for some people to start. Like, I don't see how that's that low. So first of all, I would tell her that it really (laughs) depends on the product too. So like, there is no dosing. There's no dosing. It's not been studied. You can't right. dose it. Like the only dosing we know is what that what is that that is approved for epilepsy. That's yeah. all you really know. The problem is there's no FDA regulation of the products that are out there, which means mm-hmm. that a product can say anything on the label that they pretty much want. And there's no one to say that's not true, what's on the label. Mm -hmm. So you really don't know what the manufacturing techniques are like. You don't know how much THC is really on these labels, which we'll talk about. You don't know any of these things. Okay, and so to say that there's a dose would mean that you are consistently using the same product Uh, across the mm -hmm. board, but you're not. Because there's a lot that goes into it. It's not... Like when you're dosing something, it's not just like a milligram. No. If it's not regulated. Right. Like if you're not giving the same thing. Well, and apparently I will also say that there was some, in an article that I read, the Journal of American Medical Association, JAMA, I think in 2017 it was, they came out with some information. They were like, well, a lot of these products state a certain amount of CBD that's included in the product and they tested them and yeah. The amount of CBD actually in the product was much less than what was stated. It's also more. 43% of CBD oils tested contained more THC than what was labeled on the bottle. So this means, and we can talk about this kind of as we go forward, but people might test positive. People might be using it in larger quantities like and not know. So you really it's just like some like concentration for example. If I mm-hmm. give you a really concentrated solution and say take 2 milligrams of this and I give someone a less concentrated solution and say take 2 milligrams of this, you're yeah. not going to know. It's like first of all what the how much you should take to get that right. same effect. It's like when you go shopping from Usinex now that it's cold season and I'm going to tell you a personal anecdote. I once had what was regular Mucinex and um, basically just check your packaging because I had been using this and it said to take one every four hours, okay? So I took one every four hours and then I ran out and I was like, oh shit. And I, of course, had thrown out the box because I was like, it just takes up a lot of space. So I went to the store and I bought more and I bought the extra strength because I thought, why wouldn't I have bought that to begin with? Yeah. And I started popping them one every four hours and then I started to feel so loopy. I felt so high out of my mind. I call it poison control center. I legit thought that I had poisoned myself. That's amazing. Because I mean, then it's I not... come to find out that it says to take one, do not exceed two every 12 hours. And I was like, what? I've taken three. So, yes. So I and had to call. told you you were fine. They're like, it was actually when we lived in the place that shall not be named. Uh-huh. And I called them and they were like, um, definitely don't take any more for the foreseeable future. Drink a lot of water, and we would advise that you just lay down. You'll be fine. So I had to call my boss and be like, hey, I took too many mucinics. I need to take out the rest of the day. Because uh, I just could not, I could not keep my shit together. 
I had a colleague once, a coworker, a medical professional, who um, <laughs> was had a cold mm-hmm. and had a bottle of Robitussin sitting on her desk. She was like sipping it, like not even like taking a spoon and like take, she was like sipping it to the point where at the middle of the day she realized that she finished the bottle and she was like pretty much like drunk. Dude, don't you remember in high school people used to drink Robitussin yeah. to get drunk? Yeah. So then someone had to where try did to I grow home. up, huh? She was so loopy. It was hilarious. Oh my god. This is basically to say, yeah, like, that was, that the was packaging is super important to know what the expected doses are. But as you said, even those aren't accurate. Well, it's just, if you have different formulations, then you're yeah. going to have different... Like, you can't say, oh, I should take this much dosage, because you there's not a consistent product. So, so we talked about, like, oil that you can take mm-hmm. orally and stuff like that. What else do they oh, have out there? There is so much out there now. <laughs> Lotions, creams... Honey. CBD infused water, tea, um, mints, gum. I mean, like literally every form. Patches. Yeah. Bath bombs. Commercialization <laughs> at its finest. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. You know, the United States at I its was, finest. I was just gonna say, leave it to the leave yeah. it to the Americans to just take an idea and run with it and, and just plaster the whole fucking shelf, everything. Playing it out, playing it out, guys. Playing it out. So, you gotta capitalize on it early yeah. before they start to regulate things, much like those vape pens that we talked about. Well, a few ago. but the vape pens we know now have like really well now we know. side effects. But that's the whole thing, is like we I, you know I don't think this is is going to have severe side effects. I think that it just needs, I think it needs to be regulated, you know, and that's the problem here. So, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm so sorry because we talked about dosage and we talked about different products and things like that. So now I'm going to ask my follow-up question. Okay. So you said it could, these products could potentially contain 0.3% of THC. Yeah. Now, some people, don't they give CBD products to children? Oh, I don't know about that. I swear I have seen stuff like that oh, or heard know. about that. And I'm like, now that I know that it could potentially contain THC, I'm mm-hmm. like, what? You're giving your kid pot without yeah. knowing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe it's to it's, a lesser degree. Yeah. Or it's certainly I'm not, to a lesser I'm degree. I'm not sure. Okay. It is to a lesser degree, but still. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I guess the question also comes is, okay, if you take a drug test, will you test positive? Now, I found something that said that you would not, but I, again, think that that is largely dependent upon how much you're taking, like how they manufacture it, like you said, because what you found is that it you could. Yeah, it's that's largely false that you won't yeah. test positive because... So most of CBD is supposed to only contain, like we said, up to 0.3% THC. But some labels, like we said, Mm -hmm. contain more THC than is listed. So even if a product contains 0.3%, there's still a potential test positive, depending on how much you take, how much you use it, and then just what what your metabolism is like. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Even if it's pure CBD, it still can test positive for THC, depending on which drug test is used as well. Okay. But there are very few that might have no no THC in there, 
but it's it's so hard to to manufacture and get the oil out of the plant without having any THC. Without in having it. any. Okay, got it. And now, then it's again <clears throat> like you can't trust the label because it's not regulated. So. Well, so one thing that I did find because it was talking a lot about the label because anybody will put mm-hmm. anything on the fucking mm-hmm. labels just to sell and to make a, a mm-hmm. few bucks or something, especially because this is such a hot market. So I think people are really. We've heard of false advertising, mm-hmm. and people just say whatever shit they know others want to hear in order to, again, make a sale. So um, one thing that I was reading, it was saying that if you are going to buy CBD oil or CBD products, mm-hmm. you should check that the label says that it was third-party tested. And a lot of places will actually have more information about that third-party testing and the manufacturing the other thing that they say that is going to be better um, for you to check and to hopefully indicate that it's going to be a little bit more reputable, I guess, is if there's a batch number. Like, you know how when you buy something from the grocery yeah. store and it has a batch number, so then when there's a recall after the fact, mm-hmm. you can sort of look at your stuff and be like, oh, shoot, yeah. my product is actually part of this recall. I need to take it back and whatever. Um, or you're like, no, phew, I'm all good. Same thing applies here. And so if it doesn't have a batch number indicated on it, that probably means that it's less likely to follow like what it says. Like, and that the yeah. people will stand by their product. So basically what you're saying is, is that people who practice good manu- people who have good manufacturing practices are probably well, they're gonna put more information they're on They're probably them. gonna have more trustworthy yes. things on their label, but you still it's, you still There's really still, don't know. I, yeah. I, if you were worried about a drug test, I would say I would don't never use do it. it. No. I mean, like, period. It's not worth it. Especially, depending on what you're looking for, there are other products out there that you can also use to combat whatever it is that you're looking for. Well, now, you can go to the doctor and get something legal. Y- yeah. Oh, oh, that's depending on where you live, right? Or just not weed. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought that's where you were going there. And then CBD oil that is contains low amounts of THC is coming from the hemp plant. So, like, okay. if you get... There is CBD, that, like I said before, that you can get from the cannabis plant and, like, the, the medical marijuana-type plant, mm-hmm. and that is going to contain higher amounts of THC, too. So, just a little just tidbit. Just a little tidbit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know where you stand on this. Mm-hmm. Do we both? I I feel like okay. Do I promote the use of it or not promote the use of it? But do I do I think that I should use it or other people should? Would use you it? discount it entirely? I don't discount it entirely. I think there's a couple things that need to happen before its use is really and before you would be comfortable adopted. using it, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't think the benefits. People are gonna kill me right now. What? Just say it. I don't feel like. You're going to get much benefit from it that you can't get from other mm-hmm. things. Like, and maybe, you know, some for some, and I'm not saying that as a blanket statement. No, no, I know. I'm saying that for a lot of the things that they are advertising out there. Uh-huh. Now, I think there's a couple things that need to happen before you can safely use it. Such as? One, people need to be informed. Okay. They're not informed. Wait, you mean that people should be do a little research before they... Well, people need to be informed. It is a drug. Yeah. I mean, we're not recognizing it as one, but it is. And yeah, so what do drugs do? It. 
when you take drugs with other drugs, they can interact with each other. So like if you're on a prescription medication, this can interact with that and like have significant adverse events. And so people think that it's natural and it's not going to, but it definitely can. Oh, that's a big, that's a really big important fact, Sarah. Yeah. So basically, if you are taking any prescription medications, you should, before starting anything, anything that has CBD, you should run it by your provider, right? Exactly. You and by a, a legit provider, I'll say. You need to talk to your medical doctor. I'm not talking, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Your medical um, doctor, yeah. Or, you know, go talk to your pharmacist. Someone needs to look at this. Um, that's scary. Yeah. Okay. Also, there are side effects. I mean... Just like any other drug, which this is, there's side effects. Like, okay. It can cause liver damage. You know, you if, mean alongside drinking? No. I'm just, I'm kidding. It, by itself. <laughs> I just mean, you know, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, drinking oh, also can cause liver yeah. damage, right? Um, okay. So yeah, it can, I mean, it's, it's more rare of course, but if you're on other things that can potentially do that and then you take that with it, then yeah, it's like an additive effect. Okay. So alcohol would be one of those things. (laughs) It can cause some stomach upset, GI upset, um, the oil, if you ingest it, it can obviously drowsiness. If you're not looking for that. So basically don't take it before you're going to drive or operate heavy machinery or drink Or, or drink. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so one, I think people need to be informed that it's not just an all natural thing. It is still a drug. You're important. Yeah. I mean, it is affecting. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is, right? It is chemically affecting your brain, your body, and you are, you are metabolizing it like you would any other drug. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second thing that needs to happen is it needs to be regulated. We need better laws. Like you need regulation. Otherwise... Like Joe Schmo is probably cooking this up in his can, backyard. I can seriously go get olive oil and slap a thing that says CBD on it and go sell it. Because no, it's not regulated. It's not regulated. Yep. You pretty much don't know what you're getting. And the other thing is, don't forget, even though it's legal in most states, it's still federally illegal. It's still Schedule 1, meaning the federal government can come in at any time and tell people, you can't sell it, you can't have it. Hmm. Like, they're not going to do that, but they could. But they could. Yeah. So technically, the law says, even state law, that you shouldn't have CBD unless you have certification from a physician saying that you need this for a medical condition. It's just, technically, you shouldn't be selling it in malls and stuff because no. it's actually not really they're legal like, to do that. They're but like it's just pop no up one's, shops. Yeah. In no the one mall. is practicing that law or right. enforcing that law. Well, but that's the truth. Because so. they want to promote entrepreneurial spirit. Sarah. I think because the government's not worried about it right now. Right now. But they're yeah. going to, you know. Yeah. They will be. They will be. So, yeah, that's what I think needs to happen. I feel like people need to be informed. It needs to be regulated so we all know what we're getting when you buy it. And I think once all that happens, mm-hmm. then I think that people will be able to use it safely and for the right reasons. And all will be good. Was that I mean, too much of a soapbox? No, no, because I asked for your opinion and your okay. thoughts about it. That's my thought. So, and I am sort of torn because I go through bouts where I just really cannot freaking sleep. And Ezekiel, for the most part, helps me, but sometimes I'm like, oh, should I turn to the CBD stuff or should I just like uh, 
settle And that's down. something you could discuss with your physician yeah. and he well, may say that that's a good idea. I am also also a very risk averse human. And so, you know, for me, I'm just like, oh, do the benefits outweigh the risk? And for me right now, I'm going to say no. Absolutely not. Maybe okay. if there's additional information and maybe more of what okay. you said, if it, if it happened, I would feel more comfortable about it. And then I would be like, all right, doc, here's the deal. But for now, they've told me that I'm fine taking z even for mm-hmm. as long and as regularly as I have. Uh-huh. But, you know, we'll just see where time takes us. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's going to happen because people, it's so widely used that the government's going to have to do something about it. And honestly, they should tax it and make money off of it. Don't, Sarah. Sorry. But don't like, say that. Why not? Because, because they tax gonna... everything and make money off of everything that they don't need to. Yeah, but let them tax that and make money off that because, like, they already tax our wine a lot. I feel okay. like that's a that's an easy one. That's a low hanging fruit. That's low hanging fruit. Oh my god, yeah. we say that at work all of the time. But you know, there it's studied and it could turn out that this is like a very helpful in a lot of things: pain, sleep, like you said. Parkinson's disease, anxiety. Oh yeah. Um, depression. I saw MS too. MS, nausea. Um, you know, anxiety. Like, but again, like you said, these are conversations that you should be having with your actual medical yeah. doctor who has expertise in these areas yeah. and can really help you sort of navigate the different meds and drugs that are out there that are prescribable or over the counter mm-hmm. or even talk about this as an option. But mm-hmm. I don't think that it's the decision that, you know, we like to self diagnose, right? We love that WebMD situation and Googling our symptoms and then seeing yeah. that we're all going to die because we all have some, you know, horrific condition, even though it's a small percentage. But anyway, we love doing that. And I think that we also love to essentially self medicate and, I think that we as a society need to perhaps look at other options besides medication to kind of overcome certain problems. And so, But again, I think that's what people are doing here. I think they feel like this is not a medication. Well, and I think your point about how it's a drug, regardless of its FDA approval or not, is, is a good one. And well, it's very valid. And also, just to, to take it even further with the whole manufacturing thing, is you're probably getting other stuff in there because it can be highly contaminated. Because you don't know what else is in there. Now, if you're getting cannabis oil that's from a medical, licensed medical marijuana facility. That's better. You're going to know that there's, they're going to have the manufacturing date, the batch number. Yep. You're going to know the ratio of CBD to THC. You're going to know that it was tested for consistency. You're going to know all that stuff. Yeah. You're going to know that there's no, you know, GMOs, there's no additives, there's, there's no... You'll have a list of things that you're contaminations. So yeah, I say that because I feel like if you are going to pursue this and you are in a place where you can get it medically, that's the way to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. Again, cross the border. Cross the border. Again, disclaimer: we are not medical experts in this field, and we are just giving our personal opinions and sharing findings. So. I think that this is such a hot topic. And I was like, we have to talk about this. This is so crazy. We've been talking about this for a while. So thank you for indulging us. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So I want to talk about the wine a little bit more again. So wait, you didn't tell me. You're not going to use it. 
I'm not going to use okay. it. I'm too timid to do it. I seriously am, no. And I think I just get nervous because I'm unfamiliar with it. It's yeah. it's like uncharted territory for me. So I get it. That's my, yeah, that's where yeah. I stand personally. Um, uh, back to the wine. Okay, back to the wine. I do want to mention a couple things okay. just from the tech sheet that I mm-hmm. was able to find because I realized that we didn't talk a ton about Riesling yeah. because we've talked about Riesling before and DD peeps, you know that I love a good dry Riesling. Mm-hmm. This is not a dry Riesling. As we said, it's off dry um, or medium dry as the tech sheet says. Now I do have to say the caveat I being, think it's medium dry. The tech sheet is from the 2017, and this is a 2018, so it's a little fresher. But I am going to assume that because they make this all the time, that this is generally how they make it. So I'm going to share a little bit of detail about that. So this is um, sustainable viticulture Uh according to strict German environmental regulations. And Germany has some strict-ass shit. France has some strict-ass shit, and Italy has some strict-ass shit. Actually, there are many very strict laws. The U.S., we don't have like the the contrôle like they do in the yeah. European countries. Mm-hmm. So you can't really guarantee Freedom. all this stuff. Freedom, damn it. So anyway, for the Dr. L, now remember this is sort of their like lower end label. It is selective hand picking. So that means they go through the vines and they just choose certain bunches that they're like, yep, we're going to use it for this wine. Others they would save for their other wine. Maybe they want it to get a little more uh, sugary so that they're going to make it into that dry Riesling. Those might stay on the vine a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So this is selective hand picking. It's produced in 100% stainless steel and fermented stopped, fermentation stopped by chilling. So that's where we're getting that residual sugar. They stop it once we hit that eight and a half ABV. Okay. 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 Um, If they kept going. If they kept going. Yep. Exactly. If they kept going, they make it drier. And um, again, if we're looking for a dry Riesling, we're probably looking for something around 10 and a half, mostly 11 plus. Mm -hmm. So this wine though, I mentioned it was the number one in the super premium wine price category for German wines. Uh, Wine enthusiasts gave it a best buy for the 2017. And on jamesuckling.com, I guess Stuart Pigot or Pigot, Uh I'm going to say Pigot. Uh, gave it a 90. Uh, really great, um, really great descriptions and feedback. Again, it's 2017, so I don't want to like really muddy the waters here yeah. with a 2018. But I just want to share some of that information because it Mosul is like one of the most popular Riesling regions. They make excellent wines. They have awesome soil, and those mm-hmm. vineyards are really fucking steep. Mm-hmm. And so that hand picking. I don't think that you're going to find many that are not handpicked just because of the nature of their landscape. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's all I really wanted to share extra about the Loosen Bros. Loosen Bros. Loosen Bros. Loosen up. Um, so this wine made us a little loose. Ooh. Or was it the CBD? No, just or kidding. <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, no, I've had sweeter. I, I think that it's a good... I think it is medium dry. I think if you want something with a touch of sweetness, this is a good one to go go for. Yeah. It still has that bright citrus that I tend to look for. Oh, I just yeah. cheers my microphone. Yeah. That it's bright citrus. some melon, some citrus. Okay, so the other thing is that we didn't probably chill this as long as we should no, have. No, it's warmed no. up, and so I feel like we're a little skewed here at the end. I think that's yeah. why I got that hay, and it. I think the melon is coming out more now than it did before when it was when we grabbed it out of the freezer. 
One of their recommendations is to serve it as an aperitif, and I could see that doing really well. <gasps> could this be an option for Thanksgiving or a holiday meal, perhaps? It could oh. be. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Hope y'all had a wonderful Hope Thanksgiving. You had a good time. And enjoyed your CBD, uh, our CBD uh, conversation. I mean, and can I bid y'all a good night? Oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpchairs.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpchairs or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers from the girls of DBP. DBP.